welcome college football fans, specifically our favorite Big 12. I'm your host of the Trevor and Bryce show, Bryce Petty. Um, we need Trevor. Trevor. Trevor Knight. 14. How are we doing today, my friend? Brother, it is great to see you. And you look dapper. Man. Thank you. You just look good. You know, it's getting a little more chilly outside through the vest on. It wasn't cold enough to put on the long sleeve today, but... I was getting a little chilly, hanging out in the house, having my coffee, doing you're the whole deal. such a Texan, dude. It's like, I don't know, 62 degrees and you already got a vest on, huh? I look like I could be going and <laughs> playing a little golf. Boy, do I have you guys on, so fooled. Um, welcome, everybody. Mm. As Bryce said, back mm. to the Trevor and Bryce show. We've been rolling with you all season long, talking about all things Big 12. And boy, has it been a fun year. We have had ups, downs, and everywhere in between. And Bryce, we are nearing the end it's of bedlam the season. Week. It's bedlam week. It's bedlam week, and there are incredibly high implications, specifically for three teams. Well, really, only two, and we'll get to that. One team in our conference has already clinched a spot in Jerry World fighting for bullets. the Big Twelve title game. A couple others are fighting for it, and we even have some teams that are fighting for a bowl game position. So, a lot to talk about today. Bryce, let's dive straight in. For the first time, I think in the show's history, Long time. we are not going to the Oklahoma Sooners first. We have determined, because this team is has clinched a spot in the Big 12 title game, we're going to start with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. It was... Um, you know, kind of what we expected, right? A trap game, um, an opportunity for Oklahoma State to to go and to uh, assert themselves as, at least for a week, the leader in the Big 12. They're 10-1 and one now, um, and they pissed a, pitched a shutout. Um, it <laughs> Pissed or pitched a shutout there in, uh, in Lubbock. Bryce, give us your thoughts on that game, and give us your thoughts on Oklahoma State um, just as a team this year. We've talked about... Spencer Sanders, Jekyll and Hyde, they're going to slip up. They're going to slip up, and here they are again. Mr. Mullet himself leading this team to a 10-1 and record. Uh, pretty remarkable, isn't it? It, it? To be totally honest, it really is. And, and they were picked – we were looking at this you know, pre-show. They were picked third uh, by the guys that know everything um, to finish – to finish third in the conference. But, you know, to be totally honest, what, what we are seeing with Oklahoma State right now is what I think is – uh, a, I'm trying to think of what the word is for the assistant coach of the year. I always know it. It's not the Broyles or the Broyles, Broyles award. award. Is it the Broyles award? Yes. Jim Knowles. Good grief, dude! Your defense is stout, and I think what we're seeing to answer your question, Trevor, um, is a unit that is completely um, hitting on all cylinders right now. This this defense from top to bottom. You don't have a whole lot of big names out there. It's not a you know a Georgia defense. It's not a you know even though Alabama hasn't played great on the defensive side of the ball. It's not a you know your defensive uh, you know just stout dudes that you know you're gonna have six guys go in the first round. Um, they just play really really well together um, and they travel. They get off the bus. Um, this is a game again. One offensive touchdown in the last four games. Yeah. Are you kidding? I know it. That's it. That is insane. So the, these guys are hitting their stride on defense, playing really well. I think it sets them up. They've already clinched, like you you had mentioned. Um, but going into Bedlam, I think that Kayla Williams, Spencer uh, Rattler, whoever you know, Lincoln picks to play, 
um, is going to have a really, really tough time. We talked about it on the show how hard Oklahoma State and, and, and Stillwater uh, you know, are to play in. Um, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a tough, tough, uh, you know, route for Oklahoma to win there. But this game against Texas Tech, holding – and real quick, too, another stat for you out there. This is the first time Texas Tech has been shut out since 1997, uh, which is just nuts. So, man, the boys, uh, you know, in the orange and black are rolling as much as I hate to say it. Yep, they're rolling. Uh, to, on, to your point, first shutout since 97. I know it's their third-string quarterback, may even be fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't, I don't know. Donovan Smith plays the game. When was the last time you heard a Texas Tech quarterback with a stat line like this? Mm-hmm. Nine of 29 yeah. for 83 yards in the air. It was windy. It was, it was windy. It's really windy. You're playing at home, man. You're yeah. playing at the Jones, a great place to play. Historically, a team that at least will put up points. They get run through like, you know, poop through a goose. Typically, they've got horrible defense. I was going to say a bad word, but you guys know the, the, you know, the saying analogy. there. Nope. 83 yards in the air for Mr. Smith. Not good. Uh, hats yeah. off to Oklahoma State. You clinched a spot in the Big 12 title game. Um, a lot still ahead. And I think Mike Gundy has always done a great job of keeping his team singular focused one week at a time yeah. and in that mindset. So, Looking for them to come out and play really, really well this next week, and we'll get into that a little later in the show against Oklahoma. But, um, man, Oklahoma State is rolling. You look for a team to be playing their best ball in championship November, and they have taken that on and absolutely done that. So big hats off to On the, on the defensive side of Oklahoma the ball, State. too. On the defensive side, right? Yes. You, 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 you kind of assimilate that with you know an offense that's really clicking, you know, scoring a lot of points. Defense gets them off the field. These guys are doing it all on their defense – um, you know, and, and rushing and, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to do some, you know, due diligence on this. I don't know if our, if our, uh, viewers and fans know of anything, why my man Jalen Warren is, has been out, um, the last couple of weeks, not getting as many touches. Dominic Richardson is playing ball. Um, yeah, he is. you know, but another Jalen Warren's camp. still at a thousand yard rushing yeah, already. That's a, well, that's point. what's crazy is, you know, and, and whether or not they're just, you know, and they're not really blowing them out. Um, you know, but Dominic's getting a lot of touches. So, anyways, it's it's a it's a backfield by committee, meaning there's a couple of guys running the, the 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 ball back there. They do it every game, a lot like Baylor. They know who they are. They're gonna run. They're gonna run. They're gonna run. Uh, Spencer Sanders is not turning the ball over as of late, which is a great thing that's, for them. That's the biggest thing. That's yep. what scared us all year long about Spencer Sanders is that he has the ability, and its ability is probably not the right word. You are looking for him to make throws where you're like, oh, hold your breath. He's only turned the ball over six times this year. Yeah. That's winning football. I know. Is he putting up crazy numbers? Not really. But he's not doing things to lose his football team the game. The defense is playing great. They've got a solid rushing attack, and he's just making plays when it's asked of him and not forcing horrible, horrible throws like we were scared about seeing. So, again, hats off to uh, to that whole crew up in Stillwater. It's going to be a fun one this weekend coming up. No doubt about it. Baylor at K-State. This was a great one. Uh, this was just grown man football, to be totally honest with you. Grown I think we, we had talked about it. Maybe didn't emphasize it enough how physical this game was going to be in the trenches. Um, front seven for Baylor versus the front five at K-State. Vice versa. You got two running attacks. Um, guys that have, or really teams that have solidified and identified themselves as a run-first type of offense. 
Um, you have a seventh-year senior, um, and Skylar Thompson with K-State, his senior game, you know, uh, or, or senior night, rather. And, you know, there was a lot of emotion in Manhattan, and, and Baylor has to win this game. They had to win this game, um, you know, to, to stay in the fight, and they did it. They took care of business. This defense, I tell you what, I know Oklahoma State, we talk a lot about Oklahoma State in the Big 12 in terms of defense. This defense that Coach Aranda has put on the field – um, man, they they come to work. Um, you know, we had a little blemish there against TCU where we just uh, there was some communication things, and um, especially in the back end, didn't didn't play real well. But but they are starting to again kind of grow into that identity of who they are. This front seven for Baylor is really really uh, they're a talented group. Um, so, anyways, it was it was great to see that, and and outside of one. Long run by my man Deuce Vaughn, you know, really kept him in check, was which was a big thing kind of going into this game. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the stat line, and Deuce Vaughn still, you know, rushes for 128 yards and a touchdown. So he did his thing. What they did was they made Kansas State very one dimensional, and they yeah. made it tough on them. If you watched it, it was just, it looked tough for Kansas State to move the football. I have to give it hats off, though. You mentioned his name, and it was his senior night. Skylar Thompson, one of the toughest dudes in college football. I know, man. How many times over the past two and a half decades that he's been there have we watched him land on his back, grimace in pain, and just keep coming? Yeah, you know, I know. It, he's I know. been a he's been a staple and and uh, of that locker room for sure, but also of that team for for a long time now. And they're going to miss his leadership moving forward. I have no doubt that they can plug somebody in there with just the culture that we've talked about all year that Kansas State has. Um, but big time for Baylor to go on the road to Manhattan, which we've also talked about as a tough place to play, yeah. especially late in November, especially with the implications of, of you know chasing your dreams of winning a Big 12 title and to go out there and just play stout like they did. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And, we'll, again, we'll get into it later, but Baylor's still got a shot to um, – to, to fulfill their dreams of being back atop the the Big 12 for the first time, potentially, since Mr. Number 14, sitting mm -hmm. right to my left, uh, was hoisting that trophy. So, um, cool. Re really cool for, for Baylor and that program because they did not have these type of expectations coming into the season. No. no. I know we've all we've talked about Dave Aranda and his culture driving skills and how great of a coach he is. But I don't think any of us predicted that it would happen this quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and really be a force to be reckoned with at this point in the season. So hats off, uh, hats off to the Baylor Bears. I'm being really like complimentary today. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. You ought to try it. I need more to often. Um, more often. Something needs to make me mad here in a second. I'm gonna well, go off I'm and sure, try. I'm sure you we'll can. get to it. <laughs> oh and real quick two more too. games down and we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, don't no doubt worry. About it. Before we leave off this game, though, you know, I don't. I haven't read anything about Gary. Um, you know, this week I need to. I need to read up and to see if he's going to be healthy. Tore his. I say that he tore. You know, looked like he tore his hamstring, popped his hamstring, whatever, which is not fun. I was never a runner, so I don't know what that's like. You had wheels. That's never not popped a hammy, a, and I, I've heard that that's one of the worst because, I mean, you know how you can get banged up like as a kid. You go outside and you get banged up. You can get, you, Move around. It may hurt to the touch, but it's all good, right? When you pull something and, like, you can't go ride your bike because, like, yeah, your hip flexor hurts or your hamstring hurts, it's, like, depressing as a little kid. Like, you got to sit inside and, like, talk to your mom and dad and, like, do weird stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, yeah, it, I guess. It, it's the same. T- yeah, maybe that was a horrible example, but it's the same type of deal. Um, you know, you 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 pull your hamstring, and it's not like you can go out there and just be fine the next week or right, shake it right, off. Right, right. It's like you, in the back of your mind, like I don't want to overstep here, or else this thing's gonna go again, and I can't play after that. You know, it's right, just right. it's a, it's a tough injury. So hopefully he, he'll be all right. I they hope need so too. Him. And he and he solidified himself, especially in the last couple of games of of being dynamic in the run game. And so if you have Tristan Ebner, Abram Smith, and, and Gary Bohannon running it back there, it just provides, you know, a, a lot of different, um, you know, opportunities on offense to play around with that with Jeff Grimes and what he's been able to do, but also, you know, kind of keeps you on your toes a little bit as a defense. Uh, but I tell you what, a little shout-out to Blake Shapin. I mean, no holy doubt. smokes, dude. I was dude. about to say, yeah. Coming in there and, and played really, really well, was efficient, knew the offense. I mean, you, you came in – um, Sugar Bowl, right? Was your first? No, I had played that whole year. Why am I? Th- why did I think that the Sugar Bowl was it? A- That's not good. Nope. Uh, concussions are bad. Okay, stay in golf. Kids are. No, <laughs> I don't know why. I I thought. Anyways, regardless of of that, I, maybe I just was trying to say a big game. You know, for for Blake Shapen again, and, and what we were trying to put together. Um, you know, for Baylor coming into and had to have a win. When he came in, it was it was. It was a tight ball game. I mean, he came in and played the second half, and it was at that point it was, uh, you know, seventeen to seven ish, maybe maybe even fourteen to seven. Um, so you know, coming in and, and being efficient off the bench is all you can ask for yep. your guy, and, and especially in the NFL, you see it a lot, you know, more often in, in terms of, you know, having to to kind of prepare in a, in a way that's mature, right? For him to come in and and not really, you know. Look, it's Gary's thing. I'm just gonna cool it on the sideline for him to be as young as he is, um, and say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna prepare well and know what I'm what I'm doing." I mean, this is a redshirt freshman, so um, you know all that. All that being said, or I guess a true freshman. So all that being said, um, you know, my hats off to to you, buddy, and I, I hope that Gary's okay. But um, man, it, it just in terms of what's coming down the pipeline for Baylor, you gotta be excited about that. So um, yeah, wa- watching that game as a Baylor fan. Gary goes down. I mean, he's been a huge part of your success thus far. Everybody's kind of <gasps> holding their breath a little bit. And then, like you, you said. No. Oh, you were holding <gasps> your breath. Sorry. Hold my breath. Um, but he, Blake comes in, and, and like you said, just wise beyond his years for a, for a freshman, for the coaching staff to have the trust in a freshman to come in in a situation like that with a lot on the line in terms of your season outlook. Um, hats off to him. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, okay, Iowa State at OU. Let's see, you know, what do you think there, buddy? The flu game is what they're calling it. Have you read about that? Yeah, a bunch of guys came down with the flu. Um, but, hey, there's sickness. We all, had a COVID year. Red so solo you, cups so over you, there in Norman, I guess. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, we go to the, the local Norman Walmart and pass around cups and spit in it and drink it and stuff. Ew. Um, yeah, it's just kind of how we roll. Um, no, but. You know, a lot of guys are sick. The good thing is, last year with the COVID year, you, you kind of got used to plugging and playing next guy up, you know, all those things. So it's not an excuse. I'll tell you this, though. We still didn't see a breakout game from – and not that it's – breakout's not the right word, right? Because we've seen Caleb Williams play well in games and put up big numbers. We did not see an efficient game um, by Caleb Williams. The quarterback position, the confidence there at this point is completely shot which is scary going into Bedlam for sure and anything beyond that that's that's at this point a dream, right? 
OU was thankful and lucky that this was a home game. They ought to be sending some thank you cards to Brock Purdy. Absolutely. I mean, if, if Iowa State was consistent enough to play the way that they're capable of playing, i.e. last year, i.e. a couple games this year, really kind of the second half, and they came out and they, they played even decent, I'll say, mm-hmm. this is an Iowa State win. I know. You know? I, well, I think so, too. But you can't take away the fact that on senior day, with everything going on, you still get a big win. Iowa State's not a bad team, right? You still put yourself in a position to go, you know, play at Bedlam and go to the Big 12 title game. So there's a lot of things still out in front of you, but I'd be remiss if I didn't just bash OU for their performance here in November. This OU is a November team. They always have been. The last six years, I think it, Actually, I think it's the last four years, maybe six, I don't know, haven't lost a game in November and start murdering people and getting ready to go, and boom, 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 boom. They're taking steps back, in my opinion, at this point in the season. That's not what you want to say and and see with, with all the things that are on the line right now. I agree, and this is, uh, you know, a, I, I think we've been talking about OU as a whole not playing well. Outside of the Texas game, their defense has actually been playing well. They're not letting yeah. people score. So, in a world where if you think of Oklahoma, you think of three things, really. Offense, Lincoln, Riley, and the quarterback, whoever that is. Trevor Knight. Trevor Knight. Obviously. This is a, this is a very, again, if you look at the entire year, just a very subpar year to where – Rumor mill has it that LSU is about to offer Lincoln a hell of a deal. Okay, so let's let's. I, I want to hear your thoughts, but let's take a tangent really quickly because I want to hear tangents. Yeah, quick tangent. I have talked about this quite a bit this week. The LSU your other podcast. Uh, no, just with folks. I was about to say just with different folks. Cheating on me, are you? Okay. Um. Let's say Lincoln Riley gets offered the. Like nine million, yeah, yeah. Like ninety-five million dollar deal. Nine mil a year plus deal at LSU with OU moving to that conference. Do you think he takes that job? And I want to hear your thoughts first, because then I'll give my quick analysis on it, and then we can, we can dive back in. Do you think if Lincoln's offered that job at that price point, and OU's not able to match that? Does he go? Um, if it's me, what you just said, OU's not able to match that. I'll turn my Tahoe back into Norman Chevrolet, <laughs> and I'm looking for houses in Baton Rouge. Yeah, a thousand percent. Okay. In a world, right? This is there's a competitiveness to you, no doubt about it. No one likes losing. But in a world where, quite possibly. The greatest job out there right now is a fired head coach. I am taking that job. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. I'm taking that. I'm going to OU and I'm saying, hey, look, they just offered me a $10 million, $95 million deal, or 10-year, $95 million deal. Can you guys match that? And I will also say, if you guys can't, bye-bye. I'm gone. I'm gone. You can recruit better in Baton Rouge, and I really don't care because the thing is, this is the hard part about Baton Rouge, Right. 
if you don't beat Alabama every year, every year, or at least at least showing up, you're gone. There's two national championships in the last, uh, you know, Saban won in 03. So you got two national championships in the last, uh, you know, 15 years that the coaches have been let go. Now, granted, let go, Saban took the Miami job, and then he's at, at Alabama. But Edo, culture, whatever, that dude just might put a – uh, I, I would say outside of possibly the um, Miami in the 80s. I was going to say, I mean, that's probably or one of the USC best. USC 05, even though they lost to Texas. That's why I think the Texas team is, might have been better. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think he put the best team in the modern era on the field that we have ever seen. Two years ago. Two years ago. Less than two years ago. Go on. You know? So, but again, best job in the world as a fired head coach. Yeah. That 95, when you signed on the dotted line for that, buddy, that is generational money. Yes, and then go and then go coach at A and M Prairie View, or or go coach the Little League team, <laughs> yeah. or don't coach ever again. I'm gone. Is all right. Is so getting to that. that's a good that's a good point. Here here's my thoughts really quick. And you and you touched on a couple big points for me. Lincoln Riley has two little girls. They're super cute. He's got his wife. She's awesome. And they can they have the opportunity in the coaching world to stay in one place for the remainder of their girls' upbringing, which is so unique in coaching, this carousel, Good right? Point. Go yeah. through one school system. They have friends. They have a cool thing going in OU. Not to mention they're both from Muleshoe, Texas, which outside of his alma mater, Texas Tech, which isn't quite as big of a job, he's at the closest big-time school to home. In-laws can be there, see the kids, all those good things, right? Plus he's making a lot of money. That being said, you're going to the SEC in a year, two years, three, whenever they go. If he jumps and goes to LSU, not only will he make more money, again, assuming they don't pay him and match it at OU, not only will he make more money, but he's inheriting at least a much better foundation of players that can sustain the SEC schedule. What he's going to have to do at OU is go start from scratch and build an SEC roster. So take yourself out of the football world. All of us fans, take a step back. If you're a CEO of a construction company and you're making $7 million a year, it's, a, it's a, obviously a global construction company. <laughs> it's a really good construction. You're making $7 million a year and a competitive global construction company comes to you and go, hey, man, we want you to do the exact same thing you're doing. By the way, your company is coming in and playing in, in all the markets that we are, but we have market share because we've been here longer, and we're going to pay you two, three, four million dollars a year more. Every single one of us is taking that. Can it's you the imagine same thing. how awesome that house is going to be in Mule Shoe, Texas? Oh, my gosh. With 95 buckaroos. Except for it's not just going to be Mule Shoe. They're going to have a they're gonna have a, a, a thousand-acre ranch in Mule Shoe. They're going to have a house in the Bahamas. They're going to have a house in Malibu. Where, wherever they want to go. Montana, I think he likes to fish a lot. I mean, to your point, generational wealth. And not that he's not making that at OU. I mean, $7 million, $7 million a year is a lot of money. But... Yeah. We forget the fact that, like, this is a real person with a real family. With he, that's his job. It's his vocation. So, um, I I think it'll be really interesting. I personally don't think he goes. 
because of some of the reasons that I said before. I think he loves OU. I think he wants to win a national title there. Um, I, I think that he loves, you know, that his girls are growing up in a, in a cool little, you know, area. But money talks, man. man if you want to win a national championship, I think you got to go to Baton Rouge. I mean, I, I think it, to your point, what you just made, building an SEC roster. Now, we've seen it, right? Heupel at Tennessee is doing it. Kiffin at Ole Miss is doing it. Uh, Kendall Bryles at Arkansas is doing it. Um, Dan Mullen at Florida was not doing it. Was not doing it, right. (laughs) So we've seen this kind of spread, um, you know, up-tempo type offense have success. But, and, 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 uh, Jimbo doesn't do it. I mean, he, he does a spread, but it's, it's different. But the idea is that what we have seen him struggle this year in a conference outside of Oklahoma State, Baylor, um, those are those who I would say the, the top two defenses. Um, wow, dude. I mean, and, and my, my biggest thing on him right now is, is just there is a question of can he develop a quarterback? When you go back and you look, he inherited Baker. He inherited Kyler. He inherited Jalen Hurts. All leaders, all a bunch of games under the belt. Can't this? This is two guys. I just I don't understand how Spencer Rattler goes from all world to like the guy can't operate an offense. I don't know how Caleb Williams comes in there, and I think Caleb Williams is going to be really good, but like the last two, like the stat lines on these last couple games have just been awful. Uh, there's just no offensive production. There's no rhythm to what they're doing, and the big plays are 50-50 balls. Yeah. If you take away a couple of those balls that he threw against Texas. Like Caleb Williams is like, man, he's good. He's got, you know, he's got legs on him or whatever. But like, what is it? They're not, they're not operating, man. They're not they're not efficient at all to me in in a way that they have been efficient building an offense on big plays, building an offense on on the run game. And and you know, Kennedy Brooks put up, you know, 100 100 plus this game. And they I feel like again they finally got to it. But again, that's why I open it up with the defense is not the the defense is not the problem for OU, you know. Yeah. And they actually had seven sacks this game, right? And three turnovers, right? And it's still a you know seven point game. That's what I'm saying. So this is not defending Lincoln Riley. This is for purpose of I'd really want to hear your thoughts. It's going to sound like a Homer comment, but it's it's not. The luck was going to run out on Lincoln Riley at some point with having. Heisman Trophy winner, best player in college football, followed by Heisman Trophy winner, best player in college football, followed by Heisman finalist, one of the best players in college football that are all starting NFL quarterbacks right now as young guys. So it was like he he was probably elevated to the QB mastermind a little too high because he had those three guys. Yeah. Now we're back down to still great players should be playing at that level. I think it was almost unfair for Spencer Rattler to step into that role. He is incredibly talented, but I mean, how many Heismans are you going to have in a row, right? Like it's just not sustainable. So I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's mishandled a lot of things this year, which are, you know, making people question it. Um, but I, I don't think he's quite the QB whisperer as we've elevated him to be. Don't get me wrong. That's not trying to be a bashful thing at him. It's just 
you had Heisman winner, Heisman winner, Heisman finalist. Like that's that's insane. Yeah, I I I would agree, except for the fact that Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams were what those were one two. Those are one two in the nation. I agree. I agree. So so QB whisperer or not, again, it's can you produce, can you execute, can you be a They are you underperforming, no doubt about it. Right. And you don't know what a high school kid is gonna do. Again, Caleb Williams, painted fingernails and all, is is eighteen years old. And I what I love about he's got so much baker in him, dude. I, I almost wanted to text you over the weekend because because like when he scores, he wants to get right back in your face and 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 just jab. Can we just, not forget too that we're talking about a freshman and a sophomore here? Right. Like I I agree I agree and that's and that's my thing. But but still at the same time, it goes back to my question: Can you develop a guy? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You had all off season to get with Spencer. Whatever that conversation was, hey dude, humble yourself a little bit. But the thing is, is it's I never touted him as a QB whisperer, right? It, it, to me, he's not a, um, you know, a, uh, uh, George Whitfield. Shout <laughs> yeah. out George after Shout dark out George show. After dark, join us on um, Saturdays. Legendary coach. He's at Duke right now. Um, Cutcliffe. Mike Shishevsky. No, oh. we're yeah, still Cutcliffe. talking football. Yeah. Um, Play with the the Mannings. The to, Mannings made him famous. They made him famous, but look what he did for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There there was a development in that. There is a development in this day and age now, to where it goes far beyond the X's and O's. But what I loved about Lincoln the past couple years, because it is hard to understand what a guy is good at. Yep. I know that's crazy to say. You have the to your point. You have the best players in the league, three years in a row. What do you mean you don't know? It, Baker's game and Kyler's game and Jalen Hurts' game is different. And then follow that up with Spencer Rattler's game. They're all different. So it takes a lot for a coach to know when and how to call a game the right way to maximize the potential and maximize the opportunity for a Spencer Rattler or a Caleb Williams to go out and execute. And what we are seeing right now is this very, very lethargic offense waiting or something bad to happen instead of making something happen, right? Um, and and again, Caleb Williams in this Baker Mayfield type of mindset, you can tell that this dude is as fiery as a competitor as they come, which I it, you can build a lot off of that. Keep him in the game. I know. Stop. Don't ruin this That's freshman's mind. And then, and then don't mess with his mind. And then the other thing is get in the film room with him, and I'm, I'm sure they are. This is, this is just couch quarterbacks talking about or talking – but get him in the field room because you can see that this guy is second-guessing a lot of things now. Where he was just pulling the trigger against UT. How many 50-50 balls do you see much anymore? Outside, of, there was one at Baylor, you know, the midfield that, that, you know, should have never been thrown. But I'm talking about like an attacking 50-50 ball. My well, guy is better than your guy, and I, he's going to get you. I think that's exactly what we're talking about. He's probably not taking a chance on those type of balls because he's scared he's going to get pulled. And he might, and he might be. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what what's going on. And I, I don't know. We, we got to keep going here, but I don't know what's going on in Norman. I just don't know. I don't know what the issue is from an offensive standpoint. When you have a guy that has been there and done that, he's called plays now in Norman for how many years? Since two thousand fifteen, seven, I think. This is his seventh season. Colin plays. Colin plays. 15, okay. 16, 17. There's 18, no way it's 07. 20, 21. Yeah, seven. I'm just saying that you said 2007. No, no, no. Seven years. Okay. 15 to 2021. 20, okay, cool. 
So I was right, seven. and you were right. Do, do math, dude. <laughs> you said two. Did you take math? Yeah, you heard him say 2007. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I said did. seven years. Yeah, like better. Anyway, count them out. If you need to use your pointer finger, do it. That's fine. I literally said 2015. Anyways, this dude's been doing it for a while now. He knows what he's doing. This is just this is just in a weird pond, like a very stagnant pond that we're getting in, where it's like, dude, you have the athletes to go out here and put up points. Go put up points. I know. Okay, I agree. Uh, one more thought there before we move on. Bryce had Bryce was the young man, ladies and gentlemen, that had to go in a separate classroom to take standardized tests. Really sad. So if he messes up some math, and I appreciate then it. it's okay. Did you, no, no, did you start there's no problems with that, by the way. Did you start in the sugar bowl? <laughs> <laughs> you said, no, I uh, I had 11 games before that. Uh, that is funny. All right, Anyways. my favorite team to talk about, not. Texas at West Virginia, their sixth. Count them. Can you count that high? One, two. <laughs> Six losses in a row. Not good, man. I was told. I need somebody to fact check this. That this is the first time Texas has lost six or more games since Earl Campbell was the age of one. I know you can count that high. One years old. It has been a I think long it's one year old. One year old. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, it has been a long time since the boys in fact Burnt check. Orange yeah. have been this bad. I mean, they've been bad, you know. They're back, all that fun stuff. No. Six in a row, Bryce. They go to West Virginia, which is a tough place to play. But they just, they're deflated. I mean, they, please, wave the white towel. Send us home. Seniors, let's go out next week. Let's hand some flowers to our moms, and, and let's just go back in the locker room. We don't want to be here. Yeah. <clears throat> Get us out of this year. It's going to be a long offseason in Austin. Because they are not going to a bowl game. It's not it's, happening. And it, what's crazy, I think it's the best thing for them. I, I think a long offseason is exactly what they need. Because they Sark needs to figure out who is here to be a University of Texas football player. Um, when you look at this team, and and I don't know if I'm, I mentioned I've been talking about it. So, so Trainer is a massive UT fan. Sent me... Um, an article or a write-up, rather, of what they called the bus rate. Bus rate meaning, like, guys that came in and they're on the bus now out. It is a very interesting stat line when you start talking about 45% of the junior class gone, 52%. That's crazy, man. Uh, and a lot of it's coaching turnover, that's, right? It is. It is. I mean, it, how, do you build, how do you build depth? You can't build depth, yeah. right? And my whole thing on this Casey Thompson deal now is like, look, you Sark, you are building for the future now. It is, it is very evident that you are building for the future. Play Hudson Card, man. Let him get some snaps under his belt. You've already benched Casey Thompson like seven times. But he ruined Hudson Card because he, he made him the starter, and then he benched him. So now Hudson Card's like, oh, wow. Right, and, and, it's, it's, and it's the same dude, thing that we I keep talking about. I have been there. It messes with your head. You try and overcome it, but it, it is so much different when somebody just – gives you the reins, and you'll take a few lumps, but you won't take as many lumps when you have the confidence of your coach behind you and then your team and then the fan base and everything. Like, that makes a difference, you know? Yeah. Like, 
it really does. And I hate the fact that these guys are bouncing back and forth because it's like a lot of other situations that have happened in Austin before where you just can't pick a guy. It was like, um, you know, um, who's the greatest quarterback ever to come out of Lake Travis? Why can't I think of his stinking name? He's still playing. Played for the Cowboys last year. Garrett. Garrett Gilbert. He's deemed as the greatest quarterback ever to come out of Dude, he was like Lake Travis? Oh yeah. He was Gatorade National the Player of the Year, like unreal. Like absolutely unreal. I didn't know that. Great didn't guy. Out. But Anyways, probably not a great example, but I'm with you. Don't go bouncing back and forth. I'll tell you one thing that is positive in Austin right now. Their rushing attack. Bijan Robinson, he's out, but they have some depth there. Yeah, they, got, they got dudes, man. Kylan Robinson comes in, rushes for over 100 yards, rushes for a tutty. And then Xavier Wor- Worthy. He's the guy you build around. He, dude, he has put up numbers He's He's Donovan week. Smith for Sark, which you got to love. So if they come in and they have a little slot guy, they have Xavier Worthy that can bust the top off. Just – just – Allow Hudson to make mistakes. It's fine if you and that's what we t- if you if you said hey this guy played better than him in camp, then then believe that yep. and let him go. Yep. Let him go. He's gonna make mistakes. The kid's eighteen years old, nineteen years old. Let him let him make the mistakes. It's if what you're gonna if you're gonna about. go on a six game losing streak anyways. Just put him in there and start off-season early. That's, that, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody kind of goes into a game knowing that we're going to go six six in a row here. But the, the, Well, they should have because they have a – I'm going to hold my breath. Yeah. They have a horrible Look, they, culture. They just, have, they just have guys that aren't bleeding for the colors, and they're not bleeding for the school. And I, and I think that, again, part of this whole transfer portal deal that we've been talking about, this purple ribbon society that we're in, about it's your way, it's entitled, whatever, and you don't work for stuff is is creating this this it's it's hard and it's the reason that it's hard is because you, it's so seldom that you actually have coaches, especially in this game in in, in football, um, just because we cover it all the time that are able to create culture, mm-hmm. and when you do have it, you keep them there, yep. right? Um, and and so I I think that like I said, it's the best thing that happened for UT. They're not playing well. This defense has completely given up. They do not care at this point anymore. Um, Letty Brown is a really good running back, but, dude, letting him go for 150 on you is not UT football. Jared Daggies, again, decent quarterback. Letting him go for almost 300 and three touchdowns is not – and this was a West Virginia team that wanted to be beat. That's the whole thing. They wanted to be beat. They didn't care. But blood in the water is, is you know, when UT comes in, there's blood in the water, man. This is, this is a chance for every team in the Big 12 – to sit here and stomp while you're down. Yep. It's just not it's it's not fun to watch. I hate it for them. I hate it for the guys that that actually do bleed for that school. Because there's so many guys to your point. You've made that you've made that point several times over the over the course of of our podcast here that man, you were hanging up burnt orange, you know, posters, man. That's a yep. thing. Like when we were watching football growing up, there's so many guys that we used to watch um that played for UT and all you wanted to do as a as a Texas high school kid. Texas, you know, whatever, junior high, doesn't matter, uh, or middle school kid, you 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 love to think about yourself playing in Austin for the Texas Longhorns. And they have lost what that means. Yeah. They've and lost I, what that means. I'll say one of my best friends from high school, his little brother is Derek Kerstetter, starts on the O-line at Texas. Um, so I get to watch them quite a bit, and I do watch them quite a bit because of him. He's making his 49th start 
against Kansas next week. Wow. Not Kansas. Against uh against um um I think it's KSU, right? Kansas State? Yes, Kansas State. Sorry. Um, 49th start. And I'll say, because we, we bash their whole program, right? He is a guy that has given his blood, sweat, and tears to the university. He cares. He hates the fact that they're losing, right? So there are guys out there that care. Yeah, no um, he's going to graduate, not get a bowl game a senior year, which is tough. But hopefully there are a, a couple embers left that can be ignited in that in that uh, in that locker room. Sark, Sark will find it. Man. I, I think Sark he will. will. I think he will. But it certainly isn't going to be this year. Speaking of confidence, though, let's move on to our last game of the week: Kansas at TCU. TCU gets the win, and I want to hear your thoughts about the the swip swap there at quarterback because I know you've got some. But Kansas, look, you get a big win. It shows what confidence can do for you. Mm-hmm. They are competitive with TCU now, yeah. right? Like, if they wouldn't have gone and played that well against Texas, this wouldn't have happened. I mean, look at them. They just get curb stomped week in and week out. This shows you right here that confidence can go a long way in the game of college football and really anything in life. So, Bryce, give me your thoughts on the game and then also the, the quarterback situation there uh, in in Fort Worth. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not that it's a huge thing. I just feel like Chandler Morris gave those guys in, in Fort Worth a, a, a spark. You know, look, he went into a buzzsaw at Stillwater for his second start. And, and, I, and I think that if I'm – if I'm if I'm coach now, I just I I would love to just sit there and be like, hey Max, you've done a lot for us, thank you. But the, you know this kid's different, and and just just to see what happens. That's my only thing. I I have nothing against you know Max Duncan because I think he's a, he does a lot for this offense. He does a lot on you know through the air and on the ground. Uh, I think he is a leader for those guys. I just think that Chandler provided a spark against a Baylor team that like how do you not play a kid that went from damn near 500 yards and beat you know a top 10 team. Yeah. Um, or I think we were 12 at the time, but re regardless, we were, we were hot and we kind of controlled our own destiny at that point. Um, so anyways, that's my thing on that. But, but Kansas, I tell you what, coach Leipold, Leopold, Leipold. I just, I still think that he's like in a musket on a ship. I don't know what it is about Leopold, Leipold. Um, regardless, this dude might, might be the guy. He might be the guy to sit there and create a somewhat winning culture. And Lawrence in this football team, and I, and I think they have their guy in Jalen Daniels. Um, look, he he provides again, just like I was talking about Chandler Moore. He provides a spark for this offense. They've always been a good rushing team. They've always had guys that can run the football because that's you know kind of all they can do. This guy, you know, he's 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 coming off the biggest win probably um, that he'll ever have in Austin. Doesn't matter how bad Texas is for Kansas to come in in Austin and beat them, throw it to. A guy that's never, never played a snap, which is just awesome in the in the entirety of what that story is. Yep. But what he gives these guys is confidence. Talking about Coach Leipold now, um, there's there is there is a winning culture that is starting to brew in Lawrence, and I know that it's it's two games. Bryce, hold your break. I I get it, but the way that they've been playing the last couple of weeks, they are in games. This this OU deal, then they come in and beat Texas, and then they you know take. You know TCU down to the wire. Um, this is this is starting to create a little bit, and that's all you need. You 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 <laughs> you put a, a, a unique word in there because I haven't used embers in a sentence in a long time. But 
embers is is kind of the, the thought that that kind of creeps into my mind in Lawrence a little bit that hey we're not just a basketball school like guys we we can build off of this we can bring this into 2022 and and I just I like the way that the guys respond to coach Leipold and, and what he's doing yeah I, I agree I don't know if I think you're a little bit too optimistic I mean it's still Kansas, wait till next year but uh we I'd love to see another orange bowl type season those guys <laughs> Todd Reesing and the boys what? back in the day would be sweet uh but that's our wrap-up from this past week uh so before we move on let me get a quick message out from our sponsors over at better help is there something that is preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? If there is, let me tell you guys about BetterHelp, professional help done securely online. Check out BetterHelp.com TBS. BetterHelp will assess your individual needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's an avenue to accessing professional therapy without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp has licensed professionals who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, as well as relationship and grief counseling. You can message your counselor at any time and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselor, counselors located near you and do it in a manner that is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living life happier today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by vis visiting betterhelp.com TBS. Join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash TBS today. Bryce, let's, before we get into games this week, which I want to run through pretty quickly, I know we were a little long-winded on our recap, let's talk real quick about the implications for the Big 12 title game. We've already oh. talked. Oklahoma State has clinched a spot in the Big 12 title game. Okay, they are going to Jerry World. Now, here are the other scenarios of who their opponent will be. If Oklahoma wins Bedlam this week, which we'll talk about in a second, the Big 12 title game will be a Bedlam rematch, which could be crazy, right? If Oklahoma loses the Bedlam game and Baylor loses to Texas Tech, which we don't think probably will happen, the Big 12 title game will, will also be a Bedlam rematch. So OU wins, title game, Bedlam rematch. OU loses and Baylor loses, title game, Bedlam rematch. Now, if Oklahoma loses Bedlam and Baylor beats Texas Tech, the Big 12 title game will be Oklahoma State versus Baylor. So obviously, if you're a Baylor Bears fan, you need Oklahoma to lose and you're rooting for your team this week. If you're an OU fan, you want to win. If you're an OU fan win. and you lose, you got to be a big, 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 big Texas Tech fan this week. Yeah, and we're playing so first. That's what it comes down to. We started speculating this weeks ago, and uh, we couldn't really wrap our minds around it. Now it's it's pretty clear as day. 
right? If you guys can't see behind me, I think we spoke this into existence. This this whole set that Garrett made for us, the green and gold behind me, it's been here all year. Uh, well, a week five. Mr. Five, Petty is week, coming week in hot maybe. for his bears. Um, I'm, I am coming in hot. So, look, um, we have a very, 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 very good opportunity. Um, and this is all you can ask for, right? As, as a player, all you can ask for is an opportunity. <clears throat> well, that's to play – in this situation, it is to, hey, if we beat Tech, that's all we care about. We got to do that. We can't hope for OU to win and, and beat Oklahoma State if we don't take care of Texas Tech. It the other matter. way around. No, no, you, no, no, no. Yeah. We have to. I'm, I'm saying we can't hope for OU to beat Oklahoma State and not take care of Tech. We have to take care of Tech You first. don't want OU to beat Oklahoma State, though. I know, but what I'm saying is you can't even hope for that if you don't take care of Tech. If we lose to Tech, it doesn't matter anyways. We have to beat Tech. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I get what you're saying. You, you with me? You just I said like it completely wrong, but I get what you're saying. Man, if we roll this tape back, Gary, I'd tell you what. <laughs> God bless. You said you, you can't even hope for Oklahoma to beat OSU. Which you don't, you cannot have happen for you guys to go to the game. So I get what you're saying. That was not part of the statement, <laughs> but it was so wrong. <laughs> All right, this is this is like a precursor to, to me and my wife's fights, man. She's like, that's not right. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> Anyways, um, all that being said, is we got to take care of business. So, um, who's playing and what to watch for in the Big Twelve coming up? So we have, if we can, Garrett. Uh, let's let's dive into this here real quick. And then Rice we'll just had to up. move on. He's he's the type of guy that's not very good at conflict. He's not a talk it out kind of guy. It's a move on. Let's I'm a, just I'm sweep it. On yeah, I'm a cuddle rug. guy. Let's keep going. Uh, Kansas State at UT. Guys, UT minus two and a half. How? What? I'm putting every penny. That ESPN I have has in my Texas tiny little piggy three. bank, which is, is like Bet Rivers, thirteen cents. I'm putting that on the Kansas State Wildcats. How Texas has lost to Kansas. They've lost, they've lost to everybody. They're on a six game losing streak. Are they just simply saying it's at home? They're they're going to come out because they, they it's literally the last game of their year. So they're just going to go balls to the wall and put. It, I, I I don't understand. I gotta be honest. I'm just hoping he puts. 50 guys out on the field like I, I i i don't know this is this is the most toxic as i've ever seen a do, ut do, locker room do we think oh this is horrible do we think any texas players forego this game to go start training for the nfl <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I i mean this is this is this is tough you know to be totally honest with you the only thing is it's senior night so you know but they they got some they got some stuff they got to fix. I am I am taking I haven't asked you yet, partner, but I'm I'm taking Kansas State in this game, and I might throw a couple of doll hairs at this bet. I'll I'll do it with you. Let's maybe we can do a Trevor and Bryce show, um, joint live betting live bet on wow. this game because I'm with you, dude. I I just don't see what the algorithms are pulling. <laughs> To make this is human error. A this is this is completely game. human error. No doubt about it. They've, this, lo- they've dropped six games in a row. Uh, whoever typed this up was like, "Hey, look, look what I did." 
Yeah. Look what I did here. You got it. I think guys this is a Christmas gift for us all. <laughs> it's got to come see this. It's a Christmas gift. Vegas Plus, over it's, here a, it's an 11 o'clock kick. Just tough for Texas. I mean, home game, yeah. senior day, and it's 11 o'clock against Kansas State. You're going to lose your seventh game in a row. Me and oh, Bryce are going to make money off of you. Um, it's just sad all the way around. Yep, yep. certainly taking Kansas State, and I'm going to go over here. I think they'll put up some points. I, I actually, ah, I love it, brother. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over um, as well. Okay, keep it up. Next one, we've got TCU traveling on the road to Iowa State. Iowa State is a 15 point favorite. Thoughts here, Mister Petty. This one's another tough one, but TCU is the man. They're just beat up. They got a lot of injuries, and uh, I think they're going to look forward to next season. I think they it's going to be in a similar situation. This is always in, a, in you know. Luckily enough, we never had um, games like this. You know, most of the games in November mattered, um, but you do see it. Guys really start to check out and and kind of get into you know off season programs, start training for the league, whatever. Um, I think TC is going to be you know, hey, who's going to be our coach? Let's look into this. So I got Iowa State winning this game. Um, I'll, I'll uh, senior night with Brock Purdy and um, with Brees Hall. I think they're going to win big. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to take Iowa State and I'm going to go. Um, I don't think T- I don't think TC is going to put up a lot of points. I'll, I'll take the under. I'm going to go against you here, Bryce. And the reasons why is this: it's not an appetizing game for me at all. I, I won't turn it on. I might. I don't know. We'll see what's going on. We owe it to our fans. I'm not, I may not turn it on, guys. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> but the reason that I'm going to take TCU is they actually do have something to play for. If they somehow go on the road as a 15-point dog and beat Iowa State, they get to extend their season and go play in a bowl game. So that's the only reason I'm, th- I'm sitting here going, okay, these guys are rallying around each other. The leaders of the locker room, certainly the seniors, you're going to get all their best shot because they don't want to hang up the pads, especially the ones that aren't going to go on and play at the next level. They have an opportunity to put them on just one more time if they win this game. That's why I'm taking TCU in the bet. Um, I'm not, I'm, I still think Iowa State's going to win, unfortunately, even though I just gave a big precursor to like a cool story. But I think it's going to be closer than, uh, than 15 points. <laughs> So those I, are our Friday games. I like games. you, but I don't like you. Those are our Friday games. Fun that Jack we have. Jack Stadium at 37 degrees. Yeah, that They're sucks. They're beer right that now. That sucks. Um, but right. that's a Friday game. That is a Fun. Friday game. Both by the way, for all of you listening, if it is Thursday, by the time you're listening to this, happy Thanksgiving. And a lot of you, yeah, you might be listening to this on the way to see family and friends for thanksgiving thanks for stopping in we have a lot to be thankful for i am thankful for my esteemed co-host here mr bryce petty i'm thankful for garrett our producer um i'm i'm just i'm thankful for the opportunity to talk ball each and every week i'm thankful for my wife Lacey. she's amazing i'm thankful for my my son that is on the way growing i'm thankful for i could go on and on boys and girls i am very very thankful so happy thanksgiving to you all anyways back to saturday Next one here, we have <clears throat> Texas Tech at McLean Stadium, the house that Bryce Petty built. Baylor is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And I'm sorry, this is not at McLean Stadium. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yes, it is. For the first time in the recent history, isn't it? 
because they've played in Jerry World. Last last the yeah, last I mean, couple, it, but but uh, I think twenty. I was telling, I was talking to Garrett about this. I think twenty nineteen is when they. That's right. They that's it. right. Sorry, yeah. concussions. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm not the only at one. Ma- at McLean <laughs> Stadium. Baylor is a fourteen yep. and a half point favorite. We've talked about all the implications for Baylor. They've got to win to have a shot to get in. So Bryce, what do you, what do you take here? Yeah, this ah, golly, I hope Gary's good. Um, and and we, man, we we really didn't dive into it too much, but but man, when you have soft tissue and it's cold outside, this is gonna be it's they got it at forty three degrees. It's tough to keep that thing warm. So so you know, I hope Blake Shapin is is watching a lot of film. Uh, like I said, I loved what I saw from him, but it is one thing to prepare versus being thrown in. Some guys, I know it's crazy to say, but some guys are actually better when they're just thrown in, and it's like a whole different week when you have to actually prepare as a starter. Um, hopefully Gary's is, is able to, to, to go out on senior night. Cause this, this would be a really, um, you know, big, big deal for him. Um, but to your point, completely wrong with TCU having something to play for Baylor actually does have something to play for. As I was mentioning before, uh, my very thankful co-host here decided to interrupt me pre, uh, speech and say that I said it wrong. We can't do anything and or hope. For anything in Bedlam if we don't take care of Texas Tech. So I think we win. Um, and I think we win big because I think um, – and this is crazy too because Joey McGuire, I don't know if you're going to go to the game or not. You were assistant for uh, the last five years. going to wear a mask. In Waco. This could be weird. Uh, but I think he's Baylor's handled himself well. He's he's a lot like myself. I would consider myself a guy that can walk into two programs and, and, uh, and, and feel at home. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. It's never happened, but I, I feel that way. Anyways, um, I'm taking Baylor in this one as well. T- Texas Tech's a bad football team. I mean, they wow. they need they're gonna get Joey McGuire. Get, they're gonna start they to rebuild. Last week, they're not that bad. They're bad. Team. They're really bad. <laughs> Baylor's gonna win this football game. I'm Eater. taking Baylor minus 14 and a half. Moving on to the next one. Big game here. West big, Virginia big at Kansas. Much like TCU, if West Virginia Kansas. beats Kansas. Who's playing hot? Let's just be honest. Uh, West Virginia marks themselves as bowl eligible. They get to extend their season. They have that to play for. Kansas, I, I love you. I, I You just talked about Lance Leipold and, and what he's doing there, but you're not going to get this one. I'm taking West Virginia in the game, but I am taking Kansas in the bet. I think it's going to be closer than 15 and a half points, so – Put a couple doll hairs Lance on the old. Lightpole gets his third win Whoa. of the year. All right, and we head into 2022. Um, if Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, yeah, dude. All right, you guys heard it here first. I already Chick-fil-A had to pay up and wear a disgusting. I don't think Bryce had washed the the hoodie that I wore uh, a couple weeks ago. I worked out in the day before. It, the day, it, the day it, since college. I mean, it smelled. Looked like it's probably a lot bigger than the chest oh, than you. Disgusting. I've got dad boobs. And I and I had to bring him Chick-fil-A because Baylor beat OU. So here is our bet of the week. Bryce KU is saying that Kansas State is not only covering the spread, but they are winning the football game. I think if they win, they cover the spread. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh I'm going for the Mountaineers. Leipold. The Bryce fighting Leipolds in Lawrence. I'm going to go ahead and reveal my Lance order Leipold to you now. Lance in Lawrence. I want a doesn't take a loss. 12-piece chicken nugget meal, large, 
with a large lemonade and a number one uh, by meals. its side. No, no, no. You not say a by meal. its side? On the side, by itself. <laughs> you interrupted like me, dude. I'd like a chicken sandwich and by its side. All right. All right, here we go. We're having too much fun. You're a joke. This is the game of the week. Uh, somehow, College Game Day said, you know what? This isn't that cool. We're going to go to the big house. And I, you know, they're going to regret it. This I is going to be an amazing so football game. I was, I was hoping to see Ricky Fowler out there, uh, you know, for the pickums. They asked, um, they actually asked me to go and be the, uh, be the celebrity guest if it was going to be at Bedlam. And then they switched to the big house. So sorry, you guys won't see me on national TV. I know I'm a huge deal. I am a co-host of the Trevor and Bryce show. I know that's a big deal, but the name's uh, first. yeah. All right, OU, OSU, quit your yabbing because I know that you have to. I know what you have to say here. OSU minus four over under 50 and a half. Taking the Oklahoma Sooners oh, in this one. What an idiot. The Oklahoma Sooners are going to win this game. Idiot. They are going to somehow start playing well the last game of the year. Go on and beat Oklahoma State not once, but twice in the Big 12 title game and go to the college football playoff and destroy the University of Georgia. I'm sorry. I can't lie. I can't lie anymore. I do think Oklahoma is going to win this football game. I'm taking the Sooners minus four in the bet, and I'm also taking them in the game. It's bedlam. Anything can happen. Uh, this is a lot like OU Texas. You walk in there. It. It. I know they're both 10-1, and one, so it's a very similarly matched game. Anything can happen. I promise you. I got to play in this game for five years, and uh, it's um, it, it, it truly is bedlam. Similarly matched game. 10-1. and one. Are you kidding? Similar, similar schedule? Similar records. Ranks, this is not everything. a similarly matched game. It's godly. It pains me to sit here and listen to all that junk. Oklahoma State is going to win. Not they're not going to win big, but they are going to win, and I think it's going to be a dominating football game by their defense. I think you're going to sit there, and Lincoln Riley's going to be like, "Oh my gosh, I need another note card to write these plays on." Um, and you know, LSU, where are you at? Do, do I get you know my contract now or next week? Um, Oklahoma goes. 9-0, and and then they lose their 10th game, win their 11th game, and they're going to lose their 12th game. And this is what we said. The last three games, it was a very, very, very front-loaded schedule um, to their, you know, actually to their aid, if that makes sense. But now to their demise, um, they are going to lose two out of the three, which I, I believe you said they were going to go 3-0. and I said they're going to lose two out of the three. So, it, man, golly. I hope this doesn't hurt our friendship. So, anyways, it, it Oklahoma, has, State, it already Oklahoma has. State's locked in the Big 12 championship. They, they This is why I love this game is because Bedlam is always a big deal. Interstate um, with recruiting, with dudes going, hey, hate you, don't like you. I'm sure that happens. I never played in Bedlam. It is. I mean, it is. It's it's a it's a rivalry game. Um it's obviously and historically very lopsided to OU. That's why the Sooners call the Cowboys, you know, little brother um, and and all those types of things. But I think you're right, Bryce. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a good game. I hope that we see two teams come out and compete 
to the best of their ability. I hope it's a shootout. I hope you see the quarterback at OU, whoever that is, it's going to be Caleb Williams. I, so, I hope you see Caleb Williams letting it loose. I hope you see the defense for Oklahoma State running around like they have been. I just hope it's a really good football game because it's good for our conference. Yeah. Um, and it'll all shape out this week who's going to uh, Jerry World to yeah, take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Another awesome week, Bryce, Man. here on the Trevor and Bryce Great Show. It's been an incredible – the regular season comes to an end this week. We will be back next week. Don't worry. We will be here to recap these games, and then we'll still have a couple shows as we move into um, into bowl season. But uh, as always, a huge shout-out and thank you to our partner at Bet River Sportsbook. You guys saw some of the lines. There's some great games to bet on this week. I think Bryce is going to empty out his um, his little piggy bank yeah, under his bed, getting his little hammer. He's going to crack it open and and put a couple bucks on some of these games. So, no doubt. Um, like every week, Bryce, appreciate you, man. Guys, thank you for joining us. Follow us on Twitter. Interact with us. A lot of you guys are. We appreciate that so much. Follow our After Dark show on Saturday nights where we uh, follow up the primetime game and talk college football. But for that, another week of the Trevor and Bryce show. No doubt. Thank you, guys, and, and happy Thanksgiving. To happy Thanksgiving. 